You're tuned in to RBLR, the home of Tampa Bay's Reveler Sports. Great start to the show. I was looking like the uh, lightning against the Panthers out there for a little bit for the start of that show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to RBLR Lightning. As always, my name is Jake Ricker. Alongside me, it's Joe Zamataro and Matt Gannon. Guys, welcome back to the show. We've got an action-packed episode coming up. Be updating you guys on some of the injuries, talking about the new third jerseys the Lightning officially released, looking at some game recaps, and so much more. Uh, so be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on episodes just like this one. Uh, but first and foremost, guys, how you doing today? Doing well. It is a pretty beautiful day out today, considering what a crappy weekend it was. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to talking about some exciting things with the Wolves. And uh, what a way to save the intro there, Jake. That was great. <laughs> uh, no, again, a, a great day after, yeah, crappy, crappy weekend. And despite, you know, a, a, you know, objectively a good week of lightning hockey, recency bias has got us a little bit down. But uh, again, we're all chomping at the bit to dig into this. So quickly, just an update on the injuries, and then we'll we'll get that Panthers game kind of out of the way and then talk about all the fun stuff that we've had this week. Because overall, it was a great week for the Lightning, which we'll get into. Uh, so the only really injury news is Tanner Janot. Nick Paul did suffer a, a parent injury late in the third period of one of the games, but he came back in the next game. He's been practicing. Looks like he's uh, all good to go there. Tanner Janot, though, he suffered another injury in that Boston game where he got injured. First game back, just like Mikhail Sergachev, although not near nearly as brutal as Sergachev's was, uh, but he's out for at least the uh, next week at the time of the injury. So uh, still no official timetable on Janelle, but he's going to be out for at least the next couple of games. So lightning with some bad luck on the injury side of things, especially when it comes to players returning from injury and then getting hurt again, uh, which you just hate to see. It's so unfortunate for the guys in, 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 just frustrating, I know, for them. But uh, you, you got to feel for Jano too. I mean, that he got injured yeah. against Boston, comes back in and and gets hurt in the game uh, with Boston as well. And man, something someone I'd really like to to see come back because he you know he really changes the way some other players play on our team when they've got the ability to take additional liberties since he's he, the big enforcer on the ice he you know carries quite the presence with him everybody in the league knows what he is capable of you know with or without the gloves on like everybody knows they they know his number but does anybody know what took you know out in that uh in this boston game i didn't see anything that there no replays or anything that indicated i haven't seen anything personally and mm, and yeah, of course they won't say yeah from what i heard it may have re-aggravated the original injury and <sighs> You know, when it comes to someone like Paul going out halfway through a game, you kind of always figure it's either uh, cramps or craps since he uh, only missed the, the rest of it and came back on the next one. And unfortunately, you're not going to get much out of the Lightning, especially or in the NHL at anybody at this, especially this time of year. So uh, we'll wait and find out officially maybe what it is at the end of the year. But right now, Noah's out, and hopefully he'll be back soon for the Lightning. All right, let's get this Panthers game out of the way. It was the most recent one. We got to talk about it just quickly, though. Uh, Lightning lose nine to two to the Florida Panthers, and the reason we kind of want to do this at the beginning, not only just to get out of the way, but you know, guys, I think we all are on the same page on this. This was kind of just. It felt like one of those throwaway kinds of games. Oh, listen, Lightning played terrible. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And a lot of credit goes to the Panthers. They played a great game. They capitalized on all their chances. They did everything they needed to. Uh, but these games happen. Lightning beat a couple of the teams big earlier. We just lost to the Islanders in a big way. We lost to the Panthers 9-3 to just a couple of years ago before we swept them in the playoffs. So in the grand scheme of things, does it really mean anything? Probably not. There's definitely some things you got to look at and you want to fix from this game, uh, but just kind of an unfortunate damper on what was a really great week for the Lightning. Who wants it? I guess I'll go. <laughs> this game, yeah, this game drove me nuts. But again, I wouldn't look too deep into it. Yeah, it is a black eye on this record. Nine to two, it, it stands out. But 
you know, there's plenty of good teams that always get beat down. Uh, like, again, looking back to the Carolina game earlier this year, what, we beat them 8-2 to two on, you know, however many shots in the teens or something like that, something crazy. It happens. And look where Carolina's at right now. It happens to every team. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it even sucks more that it was at home. But it, I, I just got no other words than it happens. I don't know what went wrong or, you know, who to blame, who to point fingers at other than the collective group. It I say that's the be- the beautiful thing about a loss like this is it wasn't one thing. It was just like, like everything. The, the fact that there was multiple pucks going in our own net that hit our players. The fact that uh, they... Uh, the Panthers absolutely capitalized on uh, what seemed like any opportunity they got. You know, they were connected on passes that, uh, you know, should be covered um, and that maybe there was a mistake made. Uh, there was some fluke goals that went in too, uh, especially towards the end. It was such, it, it was like a, a game that, you know, and that was one of the first times ever Vassy was uh, chased from the net when it was uh, six to six to two at the time, six to one. Um Six to one, and uh, it just—it's—it's it's a throwaway game. You can't take anything away from it because it's just such a fluke that it's not like they uh, were trying and really in the game and just weren't able to get it together. It's just everything went wrong, which makes it a little bit easier to just throw it in the trash, walk away, and look at the good that they did this week, and know that that's not that performance isn't going to happen again. So why even you know waste too much time on it any more than we already have. And you can chalk it up to the annual, you know, post All Star break Panthers beatdown. Uh, like it seems like it happens every every year. Um, it might have just been last year, but I hope it doesn't turn into a theme or anything like that. But I do give the the Panthers a lot of credit. They played a fantastic game. Uh, Panthers fans, I'll give them some credit too. They actually showed up and showed out. And there were a lot a there. There were a lot. And they're kind of starting to creep into Amley Arena. Yeah. I think we're all. We're all used to it with Wings fans and Leafs fans and Rangers fans are all coming down here. It's kind of weird, you know, fans coming from the South crowd in the building. Still kind of strange that they can't do it in their own building, but, uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) Hey, everybody just loves to come down in Tampa. Enjoy down here the amazing weather, amazing hockey we got right now. And look at the amazing jerseys that have been displayed out there on the ice as well. So, guys, we talked about this a couple of times. When the leagues were first out, we, we looked at them. We got our thoughts on the jerseys. Uh, I think all of us, myself especially, were not very fond of them. Uh, when I saw the leaks, I wasn't excited about these jerseys. I didn't think they were going to look great. And, Joe, I think you said this in our chat. You know, jerseys always look different on the ice. Well, holy cow, I think the Lightning hit this one out of the ballpark. Like, they look a lot better in person and on the ice than I thought they were going to. I'm really impressed. Now, I know my internet has gone to crap and my screen kind of looks like a little bit potato right now. But, look, I got one right here with me that I want to throw up. These guys – they did a fantastic job on these jerseys. I love the stripes. The logo is still not my favorite, uh, but, you know, overall, really well done. And the graphics that they use for during the game, I think they look fantastic. I love the whole theme that they did. Uh, the rest of the merchandise, Joe, I see you got a hat on right now as well. I thought everything uh, was really, really well done. And I know Bolts Nation loved them because uh, I was talking to some of the people at the arena when I went and got my own jersey. They're selling out. They're, they're selling like hotcakes right now. So, uh, Joe, I know you got yourself some merch over there. What do you think about the new third jerseys? Yeah, seeing them in person, they look even better than they do on TV. That's for sure. Um, the, uh, the store was insane. There was a line that was wrapped pretty far. Uh, just to buy this hat, I think I had to wait almost 20 minutes in, in line. And it seemed like uh, there was probably, you know, easily – 30% of the people were buying a jersey and almost everyone that wasn't, you know, had a jersey, had a hat. It, uh, it, the merch is going like crazy. And yeah, in person, um, looked really good. I like all the nuances, uh, especially learning a little bit more about where, what went into the styling. It's um, it's pretty neat, all the, the little details that they put into these. And what I like about the the details, like you're talking about, Joe, is that they actually, they're tangible. They mean something. Like I, the the Jersey jersey we were talking about last week, I think, 
who was it? Marty Brodeur designed the jerseys or he helped design the jerseys and every little crest on a letter or curve or something. And it meant or signified something. And they, I feel like they were just reaching, just reaching <laughs> hard. And uh, marketing no, department got a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. And, uh, you know, reading the, the details, the victory stripes and the, the Oh four, uh, 20 and 21 collar, like there were actual tangible things, details that you could, you know, physically see and not have to guess what does it mean or something like well, that. I think that's worth taking a second, especially since Jake ha has it held up. I mean, we've seen in the preview how uh, this is the collar. We'll get the collar up first. Yeah, in the collar, um, you've got the three cup years, each represented by a different color: black, silver, and blue, according and to then, the year. And then, if you look at the shoulder, the victory stripes. Each one of the stripes is white, blue, then silver, which once again represents a different year that we won the cup. And, you know, they, uh, I think the leaks, some of the colors didn't transition perfectly, which, and when you see them in person, makes them feel a lot better. I didn't know they were victory stripes either. I thought they were just stripes on the jersey, uh, but they are actually the victory stripes that come from the old jersey, which is awesome. Uh, really well done. Wait, so is the the third stripe on the sleeve, that's a different color than the white stripe up top? It is. Silver. It's hard to see sometimes, oh. but it is a different color. And again, my you know internet's failing on me now, but I don't know if you can see. It, it's ever so slightly I can. a little bit different. And then that's they had cool. that... They had the whole campaign or the video beforehand uh, saying that, you know, we earned our stripes and that's, you know, the, the whole, yeah, the it's, it's pretty freaking neat considering, you know, it's, it's uh, an homage to the old jerseys and then, uh, you know, having each stripe represent a, a victory. They cool. really, they really sold me on this. Like, again, I think we're all, we, everybody was all, you know, had the same reaction when the leaks first came out. We're like, what is this practice Jersey? But they really, <laughs> they really delivered. It's still not a Gasparilla Jersey, but they definitely have won me over. And the, the matte good black for a couple years. Yes. Yeah. The matte black helmets is also a very nice touch. Very it doesn't nice. contrast with the, uh, with the black on the Jersey. It actually matches pretty well in my opinion. And, um, uh, what I, I saw a joke or something that said every uh, police officer in Tampa loves these jerseys too. <laughs> they look like the the Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> oh jeez, uh, Matt, you <laughs> I didn't make the joke. Anyway, well, I I mean they are very very nice jerseys, and I was a sucker enough to go and I went and bought one of my own. I actually have to wait until Thursday to get my. That's my uh, my brother's jersey that I just showed because I went and got my name and number on it as well, and they're so slammed right now that it takes like a couple of days to even get uh, those done. So they are they are selling them like crazy right now. And something I should bring up too, when I was at the store talking to the the very nice uh, employees in there, I find this really interesting. I don't know if you know this guy, the, the lightning actually are not huge fans of their old history. Uh, Cause I was talking to the guy and you know, uh, Eureka, our producer said this in our chat as well. He's like, you know, I, I think they should put the old uh, Florida patch logo, the one where it was uh, Florida and then the lightning bolt over it, which is really, I think that was on the Oh four jerseys. That was the shoulder patch and use that as the shoulder patch. And I was mentioning it to this guy and he said that the lightning actually don't want to use any of their old logos or stuff like that. Like the reverse retros, they didn't really want to do, but they had to do them because the NHL was pushing that out for all 32 teams. Apparently they're not big fans of that time for the lightning and that ownership, uh, which is understandable. Some of the ownership wasn't great at that time, uh, but I found that really interesting that the lightning not big fans of the old logos and the new looks. They're trying to really stick with this new identity, uh, even though in this one they did kind of take some of those old things back on the jersey. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Be forward-thinking, forward-looking, especially because the the whole vibe that Vinick wanted to uh, present with this team is with its new image, it would be a lasting um, lo uh, like jersey and design that uh, – would be something that's um, you know almost uh, iconic or uh, something where you know if you think of the Toronto Maple Leafs, which obviously they look uh, decently similar to, that's a design that hasn't changed uh, ever. You know, you look at the Detroit Red Wings, their designs. You know, you could be wearing a Fedorov jersey right next to a Larkin jersey, and uh, from the front, not know which one is which. And I think that's kind of what they are you know still looking to towards doing is making sure that the image going forward is the legacy from when Vinick came in and started. So references to the old stuff uh, might be in some of it, uh, you know, like uh, design elements like we saw in, in this, but throwing the old logos on there, uh, I definitely can get where they're coming from, not wanting to do it at all. And they've, 
done a pretty darn good job anytime that they have specialty jerseys like the the Gasparilla one uh you know having that logo on your hat there Matt when they uh they put something new out yeah uh, they they've done a great job and I mean even the reverse retro ones when they've had to use those old logos I think have looked fantastic but these look great on the ice they've been wearing them a ton of uh, wearing them again tonight as this recording against the Ottawa Senators three games in a row uh, and then they'll have three more games uh, next month as well. I don't know what the schedule is looking like for the years in the a couple of years in the future here. I think the NHL has a rule that you can only wear a jersey for three years when it comes to alternates, which is understandable. They're trying to sell jerseys and move on, but it's also kind of a bummer at the same time. But we should get lots more of these is basically what I'm trying to say. It won't be a, a very limited edition like the uh, reverse retros were or anything like that. Uh, let's talk about how the Lightning were playing, though, when they had those jerseys on the ice. Because uh, for two games, they played a really, really great hockey. Starting off with the game, well. it's the uh, they got big wins and big moments. Come on, man! I'm trying to get positive vibes back going. Start off with the game against the the Boston Bruins. Here, they win this one three to two uh, in a shootout. Boston, obviously a top team. They were number one in the Atlantic Division at the time of this game. Uh, the Lightning always play some physical, hard games. We mentioned the Tanner Janot injury. And, you know, the Lightning had to do it in a shootout, uh, but they get the job done, getting the win, and getting a huge two points uh, off a really good Boston team. How are you guys feeling, though, watching this one? Like you said earlier, or whoever said it in the chat earlier, like we, you had to have your Apple Watch on checking your heart rate. It, it was one of those games. It felt like a playoff game. I know it's an overused trope, but it felt like a playoff game. It was it was loud in that building. Uh, the fan the fans definitely came out and sh- showed everybody uh, who, who Boston is. And um, man, it was it was a tough game from start to finish. Vasilevsky played fantastic in this game uh everybody played very very well in this game it was a bit of a of a war of attrition at times like it, it felt like there weren't gonna be any more goals scored on any side um even in that overtime there were some great chances this was probably despite not scoring uh this was probably the lightning's best overtime i think i've seen them play this year uh we've you know, escaped a bit away from the uh, the early season struggles in overtime not going to as many ot games but man they just controlled the puck they they were gassing boston it's a miracle they they escaped that overtime uh you know going into the shootout uh but honestly just a top to bottom good performance defense really stepped up when it mattered again boston played a really good game i think they outshot us by a good uh very good margin but uh yeah the better chances you know you have to give to to the lightning and they came up clutch when it really mattered and you know you mentioned how good the defense was and the defense was uh outstanding especially special teams one thing that the lightning really got lucky with is taking a bunch of penalties and a bunch of these penalties were automatic penalties and just uh you you can't take dumb calls especially against such a good team but they got away with it they took uh six penalties and boston who is no slouch on the power play didn't score a single power play goal that's that's you know really great defense for the guys also in this this game there were uh a total of 67 hits 35 for the bolts and uh, 32 for the bruins it it definitely got pretty physical there so there was uh you know that you know just adding to that playoff atmosphere um you know that you were mentioning but again that th- those penalty minutes um the lightning got really you know did a really good job of killing them off but you know in future games they really have to be careful about taking that many or they're not going to get um the ability to uh notch up on the scoreboard the uh the times that the lightning were running around, I feel like were almost direct results from, you know, having extended times uh, being locked in your own end from the penalty kill. And then just guys not getting as much ice time because of it. I mean, even the, you know, I do want to say Chernak's goal. That was uh, an interesting one. Um, since we've talked about uh, the whistle and, and the way things go quite a few times, you know, I fear that's one that we should definitely visit too. I, I... <laughs> I don't know. Did you think it was a bad goal or something like that? Like, uh, uh, it, in in terms of the goalie allowing it, one hundred percent. Yeah, that was terrible to have squeak in. But I loved the way the officiating was played. It, you know, on that one. No. Yeah. yeah. 
credit where credit is credit due. They made they blew the whistle kind of quick, but they you know which understandably they thought you know some of these refs they lose sight of the puck or whatever or not. But they went, they talked about it, they reviewed it, and obviously we're Lightning fans, we're a little bit biased here, but I think they made the right call. You know they really did a good job of they made a call on the ice. They said okay, hang on, let's talk about it. That puck was going in, even though the whistle blew a little quick there, and they overturned it. So it was nice to see that the system can work, even though it feels like a lot of the times it doesn't. Uh, but I agree with you, Joe. I thought they, they handled that very nicely. May, yeah. and, may I go off topic real quick? Uh, remember sure. what you're going to say, Joe. And I know we already did the Florida game. He had old Mark on his fantasy team, didn't he? No, I did not. I think <laughs> no, I did not. Um, the Florida game, we already covered it, but the goal that was allowed against Vasilevsky, I think it was the four-one goal for the Panthers, the one that um mm-hmm. I can't remember who the player in front, but he hit Bazzi's glove as he was making the save. What are your guys' thoughts on that? I thought that was total BS. I thought that should not have been a goal. Oh well, whoop de doo it makes the score eight to two. I know it's not a big deal, but I thought that one was a, a bit silly. I thought it should have been called back. I'll have to get back to you on, on my opinion. I was in the building unfortunately taking mm. my nephew to his first ever lightning oh, game. No. And, oh no. Uh, <laughs> and and because of that, you know, I you know kind of saw it once or twice you know, like they didn't really show it on the scoreboard above and I wasn't uh Feeling like being a glutton for punishment well, by rewatching the, the game and, and looking at it. But I'll, I'll take a peek at it and, and get back to you. I'll, I'll say this. So they showed it a ton on the broadcast. And Matt, I agree with you. I didn't understand it at all. And I'm like, well, he clearly hit his glove. How do you? That was the opposite of the Bruins one, right? They they make a call in the eyes. They review it. You're thinking, okay, they're clearly going to see this just like the one in Boston. And then they didn't overturn it and we get a penalty out of it uh that and they score said though that the ruling from the nhl and normally when the nhl comes out and gives an explanation of these goals they usually just say the same thing over again and don't actually explain anything uh but according to uh, dave randolph on the broadcast they said that the league said that the official rule is because Vassy's glove was outside of the paint and that's where the contact happened outside of the crease that's why the goal is allowed. Uh, if it would have happened in the crease, it would have been called back. And apparently that's one of the official, I, I don't really understand it. You know, to me, it's still like, well, Vassy's in the crease. He's reaching out to make that. Yeah. Save. That doesn't make any sense, but that is the official rule. Um, and, and that's why it was not overturned. So I think it's another one of those, like technically it's the right call. Is it the one that makes the most sense? No, no, uh, but it sounds like technically that does work by rule. Cool. Well, if I'm a, if I'm net front on the power play and I see a puck midair, I'm slashing the goalie's <laughs> blocker right down to the ice. Well, it's it, the that it's all that matters. Apparent, apparently, that's all right. Uh, I know I'm getting a little flustered about a game that ended nine to two, but that, this is just something I wanted to get uh, off of my chest. I guess, well, Joe. And, I, and it, it's understandable, and, and and again, you know, hey, it's again the refs to their credit did what they were supposed to. They were getting help from Toronto in that call. And, and if, you know, that's the ruling, that's the ruling. Maybe the rule needs to change. But they did do a good job in this game against Boston. I felt like they, uh, the rule, they did it by the book and did it the way they're supposed to. And the Lightning are the beneficiaries of it and get a goal on the board. And Eric Chernak as well, who gets his first goal uh, of, of the season as well. So good for him to get the Lightning on the board. I felt like the Lightning kind of controlled this game for a while. I mean, they're up 2 nothing. Uh, early in the second period. Then Boston started to come back and obviously scored those two goals to tie the game. But even when Boston did tie it and they were taking all those penalties, the Lightning showed a lot of grit and were able to hold on and keep this game in control all the way until the shootout where they eventually won it. And sometimes that's just kind of what you have to do. You're not going to win every game eight to two, seven to five, you know, completely domination for a full 60 minutes. They showed in this game that they can win these games, uh, even when things start to fall apart, which is something they had a major problem with against the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs last year. They, they also did a good job of, of blocking shots, <clears throat> which is, yeah. uh, you know, something I said down the stretch, they definitely need to improve on. They had 19 block shots, even though Boston got 38 uh, pucks on net, they still got, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of body in lanes, which was helping Vassy out and, um, you know, continuing to you know, be strong, give them the outside opportunities rather than golden ones right up the middle. Not to say that there weren't any, there were, there were honestly plenty and Vassy came up really, really big, but um, to keep them to the, the outside with the, the vast majority of their shots and then block the ones that are more critical 
is again showing that they're they're playing at least in this game, you know, much better defense. And that's been the pretty much the story from the back half of the season. The defense is really starting to get things together. I'll still take a Jeff Blaschel firing any day, uh, but uh, we can all admit that the team is really the, the team, not even just the defense, the team is really starting to commit to their defense and they're really starting to put things together. And this game was a microcosm of it in a good way. Well, no matter what's happening in the game from good calls to bad calls, guys, I can tell you a good call the viewers at home can make, and that's heading over to shop.rblrsports.com and check out the awesome team-inspired merch that we have from the Lightning, the Rowdies, the Rays, the Bucks. I highly recommend you head over there. Link, as always, are in the description. And the best part is, uh, for our awesome viewers here, you guys can use code BOLTS to get 10% off your order again lightning rays bucks rowdies inspired team merchandise be sure to head over there shop.rblrsports.com and check it out and get yourself uh, some new merch to rock for the games all right going into the game against the colorado avalanche i got to be there in attendance for this one and uh this was another big game you know the avalanche hadn't been playing well as of late but they are still a very good hockey team obviously they're one of the best in the nhl and a heavy hitter for the Lightning coming in. This is kind of this whole week has been their big kind of test. Schedule's gotten a lot tougher for them, uh, but they were up to the task in this one. This was another really fun playoff-like atmosphere, just like you said, Matt, with the one against Boston. Uh, and it was back and forth. You had two really weird goals for both teams. Uh, the one for the Lightning literally just deflecting off a point, and then the one for Colorado where Vassy wasn't able to squeeze it, and they are able to push the puck in the back of the net. Uh, but the Lightning come through late in this game and end up winning it by a final score of six to three, another huge two points. And Holy cow, uh, as lightning fans, I think you're feeling pretty good after watching these two games. Well, this was the the big matchup too of the NHL points leaders. This is uh, Nikita Kucherov and him playing the absolute best, best uh, hockey in, in his style versus Nathan McKinnon, who is definitely no slouch, but uh, you know, he got, he got bested in the, in the matchup. He also ate rubber really, really hard at one point too. When uh, when a puck got deflected right into his face, and I almost feel like that may have been the turning point in the game as well. Where uh, without McKinnon being at a hundred percent, the Avs started to slide back and slide off the uh, um, the scoring uh, charts, and uh, and now that allowed the uh, Lightning to to start putting the pucks in the net more and ultimately get the win. This game was brutal to uh, people's faces. McKinnon especially take, taking the puck off the face. He got the the high stick that wasn't a high stick because it was Chernak lifting his stick up or whatever. Or, no, that was something else. McKinnon that, did take that a was, high, That was Glenn, uh, Denning. Glenn Denning that got yeah. hit in the face. But yeah. uh, McKinnon also got high sticked as well, I want to say, uh, later in the game some, before the, the puck injury. Yeah, but, he did. Um, McKinnon, he, he just has the worst luck with his uh, his face injuries. And like we were talking about him last week uh, when he yeah. when face planted with Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, long story short, um, don't ever put Nikita Kucherov and Nathan McKinnon in the same sentence again. Uh, I know Eureka's monkey paw is curling right now. It's clenching. I'm... Just kidding. This was a very, very, very entertaining game, just like the Boston game. Energetic. Oh, God, I see the little chat bubble. Eureka's not happy. Uh, <laughs> just a very, very entertaining game. And, yeah, it was a, a marquee matchup. Every, I'm sure plenty of uh, neutral fans who don't care about the Lightning nor the Avalanche were tuning into this game just to see these two uh, just uh, stallions battle it out. You know, ultimately Kucherov uh, ended up with the better night. He had a heck of a night, actually. He, he looked great, him and Hagel, with some beautiful chemistry together. And uh, just all the, you know, the right, you know, all the right things going right. Bad, you know, bad bounces going off of Braden Point, ending up in the back of the net. That's a good thing for the Lightning. And, yeah, there was some sloppy mistakes. There were some breakaways. Uh, there were actually a couple of breakaways. And Vasilevsky, he stood tall, especially late in the game when Colorado was trying to mount a comeback. It was, um, it was a very, very entertaining game. I'd say probably one of the top, you know, three, top five most entertaining games of the year for the Lightning. No slouch at all in this game. So in that head-to-head, uh, McKinnon was uh, had two assists for a night that was a negative one, and Kucherov ended up with a goal and I'm sorry, two goals and an assist as a plus four. And you know we all, we all know that he did not let want to score that empty net goal even <laughs> at oh, all. Oh my goodness, um, that, that was driving me crazy. 
it drove me nuts while I was at the game, Matt, uh, because I'm sitting there, you know, it's still a one goal game by that point. And I'm like, all right, listen, guys, I get it. You want Hagel to extend his point streak. Kuch doesn't like to score. You want Kuch to get the hat trick, but somebody shoot the puck, please, because it's a one goal game right now. So, but they eventually did get it, thankfully. Th- there's a couple of things I want to talk about in the game regarding uh, penalties that were called, but keeping with the Kucherov theme for another moment, I brought a really crappy hat knowing that uh, I'm going <laughs> to be getting one of the new ones. So, when when the net was uh, netminder was pulled and Kucherov had it on his stick, I was just hoping to be able to toss that sucker out oh, there and just you know, ha- <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like please let me let me throw this extra hat onto the ice and him missing the empty net and then it being an icing was uh, was a little tough to <laughs> was a little tough to swallow there and then him I think you know knowing the way he is being a pass first type of guy it's like he didn't want to shoot it a second time and just kind of continued to pass the puck around rather than rather than bury it himself there later he, in, the, in the shift he really did not want the hat trick for whatever reason i don't know if it's uh because he tried and he missed or he just doesn't want the hat trick on it he doesn't go for empty points yeah you know um i it was take it was coach, take <laughs> it was really frustrating man you should have seen me on my couch I'm like, shoot it coach get the hat trick get the hat trick i could only that's imagine. what i was saying in the stands <laughs> I, yeah i could only imagine what you were like in the stands probably that times 10 like oh man but whatever you know still four points i think uh I know they took an assist away from him. He really should have had five. Well, um, he should have had four. Yeah. It was it was a three point nine. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah, three three points, and then uh, the one. I mean, I kind of get it. It went off the boards. Yeah, it was just, he just dumped it in. But I don't know why they took that away. I guess because maybe because it was Colorado full player. It didn't go off a Colorado player. It was full on hit by uh, Gerard. Right. So mm. Cooch dumps it at Caram's out front. Gerard shoots it out of. Well, was trying to shoot it out of the crease area. But it hit a uh, point right in the chest and, and went into the net. Boo, um, the, give Coach the assist. <laughs> well, I guess the, the, the team can um, appeal it and say that, you know, he really? swung. He Yeah, he swung at it, but, but um, didn't have possession. So he just kind of like, you know, tipped it, if you will. But um, it's already been a couple games and the stats aren't changed. So I, I don't think that's going to uh, go their way. Well, as we learned with the empty net goal, Cooch doesn't care about those empty points, so I'm not sure he's really worried about it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I, I do want to talk about um, two plays in particular. One was the goal that went in on Vassy where um, the puck, he makes makes a, a save, but it kind of trickles back behind him. The puck's loose. The ref's standing right over and can see it clear as day. Actually, from my seats, I could see the puck sitting between him and the post. Same. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, Lillibird skates right past uh, Vassy, doesn't turn back because it's a standard play. You got to play to the whistle, right? I mean, if you don't hear the whistle go, you got to turn back around. Um, ABB is on his guy, the eventual goal scorer, who was um, maybe you can. Uh, Byram. Byram scored it, right. And then. Uh, Colton got a gotta, point on that play. You got to take a penalty there, man. You know, hook him down, slash his stick into so he can't score. That's where you, you take a penalty because it's, you know, sitting behind your goaltender in a very dangerous spot. You know, if you're ABB, you're going to get out muscled. So just hack his stick in half. Joe, I, I also in attendance for that game. Same thing from my seat. I could see the puck squeezing through Vasilevsky. And I'm sitting there in the stands yelling, hold it, hold it. Just try. Oh, he's not going <laughs> to hear me anytime. Also, I don't know if you heard this, uh, but this is the second time this has happened now. Uh, it, understandably so, but they started to play uh, the, the little thunder sound, which they play after like a save and Vassy mm. pulled it. So for the second time now, somebody pushed the button a little bit too quickly. I and mean, obviously that's really hard to see, I'm sure, from their vantage point. Uh, but and then a goal goes in. What what is with that? And the Emily uh, uh sound crew over there pushing those buttons a little bit too quick. Uh, but yeah, uh, unfortunate there. Vassy just has to hold on a little bit tighter. And Joe, you make a good point. You know, those are one of those uh, good penalty, quote unquote, good penalties, as they say, to take there to try and because you can prevent a goal there. You know, they may score on the ensuing power play, but at least you still have a chance uh, to keep that goal off the board. Wait, so is that the big save sound? I thought it was a lion, like a lion's roar, not a thunder clap or something. I uh, I think they might change it up every once in a while. I did, they've been doing the thunder clap for a long, long time. After now. no, bro, I swear it's like a, a lion or something because it's the big cat making a save. I could be Joe. Any input? No, <laughs> I would have thought of it. 
Hey, let us know down in the comments for anybody who's into the game or was there. Let us know. Is it a, is it a cat roar or is it thunder? I've always thought it was thunder. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was I thunder know, personally. But, oh, uh, man. Joe, you said there was another play that you wanted to mention as well? Yeah, also Byram getting the uh, the initial goal of the game. <sighs> and I didn't, you know, watching this, <clears throat> I was looking at, uh, the, you know, the, the defensive side. I didn't actually see this take place right at center ice where Byram grabs Hagel's pants oh, yeah. like right, you know, right at the, his belt and just uh, pulls him backwards and propels himself forward in order to uh, get ahead of him and thus springing himself for the backdoor play where he gets passed across the crease and then puts it into the net. Shake and bake, baby. That's all it was. Oh was the, uh, the old slingshot. <laughs> that, so that's a reference to ESPN hockey posted on their Instagram yeah. page a short saying that, you know, a thousand IQ play uh, for this and said oh. that exact thing. Shake and bake hockey. It's a thousand IQ play to pull them down from behind. It's mm. it's a funny play. I can laugh about it after the win. It's not a thousand. That's a very, very room temperature IQ play. If, if either official was looking at that, it's an instant two minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Okay, I know why because it's ESPN talking about hockey. Well, that's <laughs> the, I, mean, I did make a comment which I rarely do on stuff. I was like, well, you know, that's uh, ESPN says it's a thousand IQ play because ESPN doesn't know hockey. Yes. <laughs> hey, exactly. at least they're talking about it at the very least, you know. <laughs> that's um, true. But Hagel got furious over it and rightfully so because that should have been two minutes. He completely interfered with them yeah. in order mm -hmm. to uh, to get ahead of them, and well, it's amazing that that wasn't called. I think so, Coop was hot as well. I mean, so I didn't see it either, Joe. I just, you know, the goal had happened. And then my brother who was with me at the game, he was telling me, he's like, look at Hagel on the end of the bench. He is furious. And then uh, Coop, I was, believe, was yelling at the guys a little bit too. And then I later saw the replay on, 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 on Twitter and it was like, okay, yeah, that was clear as day. No wonder he was so upset because uh, nobody knew, I think, initially why he was so angry. It was like, well, it's just none of the, it's Brandon Hangley. He gets really passionate about these things. But, uh, yeah, that missed call, it happens. And, and, Matt, like you said, you know, looking back at it now, we can laugh about it because the Lightning ended up winning the game. Uh, but, in, you know, that could have been a much bigger situation there uh, and could have really hurt the Lightning in the long run. Certainly, that's not the only uh, goal that should have been a penalty Colorado has scored on the Lightning, but uh, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> There's been um, a couple of those uh, situations with the Lightning and Avalanche, but at the end of the day, the Lightning, they do get the win. By the way, Brandon Hagel, now on a nine-game point streak. He is hot as, as hot as you can get right now, so he's playing some fantastic hockey. Uh, he'll be looking to extend that as well but uh let's get into our our three stars of the week we kind of threw away the panthers game a little bit but still took it into consideration uh we'll, we'll kind of more focus on on the big ones here uh but starting off with our number three star it's actually a guy that you expect to be a number one nikita kucherov uh kucherov still had a fantastic week three goals two assists for five total points he was only a minus one in a game where the Lightning let up nine uh, in this week. So Nikita Kucherov gets the third star of the week, still doing Kucherov things, leading the NHL in points right now. Joe, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on the great magician Nikita Kucherov? Well, I mean, you know, as I was saying in the, the, the previous game recap, this was a battle between McKinnon and Kucherov, and Kucherov came up on top. He now has uh, 94 points to McKinnon's 91. And unlike previously in the season, McKinnon actually has an extra game played now at this point. So he's uh, firmly yeah, firmly in the lead when it comes to the points race. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see that when it's uh, a big matchup like that where, you know, he's going head-to-head -head against them, he comes out on top. And, you know, that definitely is uh, great for the – for the uh, number three star position there. I think he gets a star just for that post-game interview. I don't know if you guys saw it, but <laughs> he was just a, as dry and blunt and boring as he could possibly be. He, you know, he's perfectly Nikita Kucherov. You know, he, he lets his talk, you know, he does his talking on the ice, and uh, this interview is just good. Yeah, uh-huh, cool, bye. Uh, it, it was just nothing nice. special at all. And That's so good. many, so many people were just, 
up in arms about it. Like, this guy needs to fix his attitude. No, he doesn't need to fix anything. <laughs> were, were there people upset about it? All I oh, saw were yeah. lightning. All I saw were lightning fans going, "Oh yeah, classic. This is amazing. I love this." That's it, all it was either TSN or Sportsnet uh, of posted. Of course it was. Yeah, but even um, somebody on Instagram where I saw the clip, they said their name was TBL11 or something. Um, sorry to give away your username but even uh, a lightning fan a clear lightning fan was you know very upset with kutra that he needs to fix his attitude no he doesn't need to fix a darn thing whatever he is doing keep doing that like uh, i know i'm going way too much into the uh to the post-game interview but my god he had a fantastic week and he just shows up where it matters let's skip the uh the plus minus in the panthers game and that game just entirely but in the uh in the head-to-head mckinnon versus kutrov Kucherov, man, I don't know if anybody wants to be the best player in the world more than Kucherov. You look at guys like Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid, they're very, very humble guys. I think Kucherov would straight up tell you, I want to be the best player in the world. Um, whereas if you ask the other guys, Crosby or McDavid, or say, I just want to help the team win. And yeah, I guess that's probably the right answer for the media and for the team. But I think Nikita Kucherov just wants to prove himself. What more does he have to prove? I don't quite know. Uh, but man, he just shows up when it matters and shows out against the uh, second best player in the world currently, not named McDavid. Um, and, and again, he just finds a way to get it done. He has chemistry with everybody who he's playing with. Him and Hagel were just, you know, electric together in that Avalanche game. What more can I say? Well, hey, you know, Kudrov was also playing in his 700th uh, game tonight against the Ottawa Senators. So congratulations to Kudrov. 700 games, and he's just continuing to find ways to absolutely amaze us, and that's why he gets the number three star. And then going to our number two star of the night, this is a guy who also had a great week, especially in the plus-minus category, and that is Victor Hedman, who gets the number two star of the week. Hedman, he only had two assists when it comes to the score sheet, but he was a plus one uh, in a week, again, where the and gave up nine goals and I believe it was the Colorado game where Hedman was a plus five uh, which is the highest of his career by the way and he's only the 14th player in lightning history uh, to hit that mark on the plus minus sheet so Hedman with some great defensive play this week and he gets the number two star Matt I'll start with you your thoughts on the big sweep Honestly, I'm going to throw this over to Joe. I did not do my research for the for the Victor Hedman segment. I didn't see it when you guys sent it in the uh, in the chat earlier and I just I uh I don't know. I like not that I disagree with the Hedman pick or anything, but um I didn't realize that he had as good of a week as he did have. So I'm I'm a bit ill prepared uh for this segment. You know, he didn't really stand out to me on my fantasy team. Here's me throwing that in. Um but uh, you know, he did long okay. enough. <laughs> Don't worry, I got more. Um, he did, you know, he did help me win this week. But um, I guess, you know, being plus five, that's a lot. You know, that that is a, a very, very good stat. I know we don't like to put a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, stock into uh, plus minus, but to be plus five in a game where there's six goals and uh, that's a pretty crazy stat in and of itself. What was his uh, his points, Jake? I'm sorry, I spaced out for that. Two two points. He had two assists this week. Okay, I mean. Um... Get her done, Victor. <laughs> he really did uh, did not come prepared for this one. Joe, take her away. Well, I mean, honestly, you kind of covered enough on it. He played well defensively. To be a minus three and getting a, an assist in the game that you lose uh, nine to, you know, I'm not even going to look it up. I don't care. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not, it's, you know, it's not the not not too bad. And and he was clutch in that Colorado game, like. You know, like you said, plus five is is huge, especially because it was a relatively close game for you know, for a good portion of it. You know, six to three, and and you get plus five. He was a big difference maker in that game, and and uh, between him and Cooch, you know, that that's what honestly secured the Lightning the victory there. Fantastic job by Victor Hedman, and that's why he gets the number two star of the week. And going to our number one star of the week, he's a guy who's been on this list a couple of times, one of my favorite players right now for the Lightning, and it's Brandon Hagel. Hagel, we just mentioned him. He's on a nine-game point streak right now, a goal and three assists for four points, and was even in the plus and minus category. Uh, guys, Hagel, been unbelievable this year. He's even get some people to talk about how maybe he could be a future captain for the Lightning. Uh, he has been an unbelievable acquisition that the Lightning got uh, and continuing to amaze us with his play. Uh, Joe, your thoughts on Brandon Hagel? Well, like I said, I was at that um, Panthers game with my nephew, and the first goal he ever got to see in person was 
was that uh, 24 seconds in, Brandon Hagel <laughs> scoring on his partial breakaway there. And then even, again, looking at the stats here, he still was uh, only a minus one overall, even though he had 20 minutes of ice time. He was a minus one in the Florida game. So he was, uh, he was I mean, all things considered, doing pretty well on that. And, and in that Colorado game, too, with his two assists, he was obviously is a guy that plays with a lot of passion, even, uh, you know, talking about the penalty that wasn't called that ended up in an avalanche goal. He was emphatic yelling at the refs. It may have been a little bit of a bad look, but it really goes to show his heart that he has that he plays when he's uh, in the game. I mean, when he's in the game, he's in the game. He's someone that's going 110% and giving you all that effort, and this was a great week for him. I'm swimming a little bit here because, Joe, you, you took everything I said. I was going to talk about the passion and the heart that he plays with. You know, how much can we talk about, you know, uh, what he does, you know, on the ice, but, you know, with his actual skill, this dude is fully bought in. I don't know if we talk about that enough, but he is bought in. He is a bolt. He's a bolt for life, especially after this contract. Um, maybe not for life, but he he is a bolt through and through. This dude loves to play hockey. He loves the game. It looks like he hates it sometimes, especially when he gets shook and baked on. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know how to how to make that work. Um, but th- this dude, he's just in every single game, and you know him and uh, Tony Sorelli, you know they are a very good line. They they hit some speed bumps a few weeks back. Uh, I think this was pre All Star break. They weren't looking. I don't know, for whatever reason, unfortunate goals were going against them, but they both those guys, and I, I not that I disagree with the headman star, but I think Tony Sorelli should have gotten some kind of praise. I thought he had a fantastic week, and him and Hagel playing together on the penalty kill at even strength. Both these guys are just well, I'm making this one star about two people. Both these guys just gel, and man, he's just got the the energy, the passion, the heart to just be in every single game. He doesn't take nights off. He's got a wicked high motor. He's fast. What you know? What doesn't he do? And that's a very hard question. Matt, I'll kind of do it for you here. Hey, Hagel, Sorelli, Paul, that whole line played, I thought, pretty darn good this yeah. week. And hopefully they can continue that. They're back in uh, together as a line in the game tonight against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, and I'll throw this uh, question to our listeners as well. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this as well. But who's more like Yanni Gord, Brandon Hagel or Mikey Isima? They're both those guys. They're very feisty, uh, hardworking guys just like Gord was. But – I don't know, they they both kind of remind me of Yanni Gord. Love to hear from your guys uh, in in the in the comments below. Let us know what your thoughts are on that one. Can I put my two cents? Do it, Matt. I say Mikey Asimon. He's just got that fire. He's got the rage that Yanni has. Um, both That's of them pl- play similarly, but it's that post whistle kind of things, or even they even the drums. Yeah, exactly. Starting starting stuff and finishing it as well. Like um, starting scrums with the smile that goes ear to ear yes exactly <laughs> and just you know he doesn't care if he's going up against you know Zidane Char or even Andre the Giant he'll be looking straight vertical up at somebody doesn't care he's going to give you a whack in the shins or something uh I just think you know nobody will be Yanni Gord it's still just amazing how much of a cult hero he is uh within this organization um and he's the comparison we always draw to uh because he is a legend here but yeah I gotta give the the nod to to Mikey Aceman, but you know, it's a great problem to have this question. That's very true. All right. So three stars, Hedman or Kucherov, Hedman and Hagel. Let's look ahead at the schedule upcoming here for the lightning. Of course, uh, tonight, as of this recording, the lightning are taking on the Ottawa senators and Kuch's 700th game. So congratulations again to him. Hopefully by the time you're watching this video, uh, the bolts have a win in the books, uh, but then they'll have two days off and then they'll get set to take on the Washington capitals for this final game of their homestand at 7 PM Eastern. And then on a back-to-back on Saturday and Sunday, uh, they'll be taking on the New York Islanders and the New New Jersey Devils. Uh, now, here's the bad news for the Lightning in those games. Not that it's a back-to-back, not that they're both on the road, uh, but the game times. <laughs> These games are at 2 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Eastern. And as we know, sometimes the Lightning have a little bit of trouble when those games start before 7 p.m. So hopefully we don't have a repeat of that uh, like we did earlier in the week. Um, but 
Guys, big games, especially when you look at the opponents here. The Islanders and the Devils are two teams that are right behind the Lightning uh, in the wild card race. And you have the Ottawa Senators that are playing tonight, who's another divisional opponent. Uh, actually, even Washington is behind them in, in the wild card race as well. So huge games uh, when it comes to the standings for the Lightning this week. This comment usually bites me. Um, very often it bites me, but they got no excuse to uh, not walk out of this uh, with six points. I mean, uh, they they definitely they they absolutely have to beat Ottawa. I understand. You know, they they've you know had a a a, a bit of a rough season. Um, you know, they can show up when they want. They're a feisty team. You got no reason to lose to them. Are they at home for? Uh, are they on a homestand, Jake? So home home tonight against the Senators and then home against the Capitals and then the, on the road for that back-to-back uh, in, in the Islanders and the Devils. For the games that matter. Okay. Um, oh, wow. We got four games this week. Okay, I missed the Capitals one. There was no reason. Okay, so I'm going to double down. There's no reason they should walk out of this week uh, with no less than eight points. These are all teams that are below them, literally below them. I, I, you know, they, the only one that I'm really concerned about is the devils. They're, they're, you know, they're looking to climb their way back. I think the lightning are really going to look for the retribution against the Islanders. Um, that's going to be a game I have penciled in. They're going to want to, uh, uh, redo their mistakes from last week. But again, there is no, re- uh, you know, I'll even give them a little bit of a pass throwing an OT win. They shouldn't walk away from this with less than seven points. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually kind of gave you a little bit of side eye when uh, when you said six points. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I think they should go for all eight here for who they're playing against. And and honestly, I do disagree a little bit. You said that, uh, um, you know, there's no excuse, I guess, is what it should be for losing to the Ottawa Senators. But if they're going to lose to any team, that's, you know, that's the one that matters mm-hmm. absolutely the least. You know, you got to get those points away from the Devils and, and Islanders who you're mm-hmm. actually competing with. And for once, you know, looking at the wild card race where we're at, um, the Lightning are in control of their own destiny at this point because the Devils, uh, two games behind the Lightning, are at 60 points, um, meaning that they could potentially have 64 once they uh, uh, catch up in games. But we have 65. And then the Islanders are even behind that. So we technically still have one point up on the Devils. And as long as we continue to bank those points and get those big matchup wins, the Lightning will be in, uh, you know, continue to, to hold the cards when it comes to the wild card race. And those are the, that, you know, one, 2 p.m. game, you said 2 p.m. and, uh, and 1, 1 p.m. Those 1 are going to be the ones. 2 p.m. Oh my God. Yeah, those are going to be the ones to watch. I see that. Uh, the Thursday game with the the Capitals is on ESPN, so that that'll be yes. you know awesome to listen to. Uh, and then TNT for the for the Sunday night game. Oof. Yeah, I uh, might get a large dose of Alexander Ovechkin talk in the Wayne Gretzky gold race, but uh, we'll have Nikita Kucherov to watch, and he can show Ovi how it's really done there. Oh, but, he always uh, plays well against other Russians. Absolutely. Uh, it listen, bid week for the Lightning. You guys said it. Uh, they're in a good spot now, better spot than they were a couple weeks ago. But after this week, they have a chance to be in a very good spot. They can really get these points here, especially, as you said it, Joe, against the Islanders and the Devils. Those are probably the two biggest games here, the Capitals as well. But uh, right now, one game at a time. Uh, guys, that's going to do it for us in this episode. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. We'll be talking about all of these games in the trade deadline coming up. We'll see you guys in the next one. Go Bolts! Thank you for tuning into this presentation by RBLR Sports. On your way out of the stadium, please remember to like and subscribe.